0: Well, if you're a homeowner and you're huddled around the radio, tuning in, listening... Do on, people with, still huddle? I think they do. I'm pretty sure people huddle around the radio in winter, <laughs> right? It's chilly. <laughs> if you're huddled around the radio or if you're relaxing and leaning away from the radio, as long as you're listening to the radio, you've made a good choice today. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hanson. I'm
1: Haley Johnson. And yeah, what are we talking about today, Dan? We've
0: got a couple
1: toys that we've invested in recently. Yeah,
0: and it's going to help everybody out there live a better life. That's our whole goal in life. That's our calling, right? Well, to improve everybody's life. And we are nailing it. Wow. Nailing it. It makes it sound pretty. Oh, it's impressive. Oh, it is serious. It's a calling. It's a mission. It's our mission. Today, we're going to do that by talking about these toys. One of them is a humidifier that I bought. And I know that doesn't sound terribly fun. But it's a
1: smart humidifier. (laughs) So potentially... (laughs) It should have just been
0: labeled a fun humidifier. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about choosing and working with bold colors in your decorating.
1: Right. I think there's a trend going towards bolder colors right now. We've definitely seen that in the Benjamin 2023 color palette. So we want to talk about how to pull that off.
0: Now, you mentioned multiple toys. Yes. One of them was the humidifier. Are you implying that the other toy we're going to talk about are mesh laundry bags? Well, I guess. This is why, children, you don't want to grow up. <laughs> the toys that you're used to. Become these things as that's time goes true. by. It's true. Like
1: such a <laughs>
0: such a letdown. <laughs>
1: so it's like wow, my my Saturday is so exciting. I got these mesh laundry bags. But it's true. Now it is.
0: Have you noticed that? How ridiculous yeah. the toys, the things that make you well, happy it's like as I an got adult.
1: Spice jars that all match, and it was like the best things ever yeah, happened to me. <laughs> it's
0: so sad. I used to get GI Joes and I was thrilled. Now I get mesh laundry bags and I'm skipping around the house. Oh my gosh. There are good things to be had with mesh laundry bags. They're kind of a gimmicky thing and I've tried them. You know, the big reason I really tapped into it and bought some and was really invested in this idea sure. a few months ago is we can't keep track of socks yeah, in my that's house. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a crazy problem. So, I've tried a million things. My latest plan was to have the kids wad them up into, you know, like kind of put them into a ball
1: so they don't watch. When
0: they threw them into the laundry okay. so that they were together. <laughs> yes. The good thing is they're still together. The downside is they're really crusty and they really stink when they come out. So then I bought these mesh laundry bags thinking, this is the solution.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know what? It's still not washing. Now, it could Hmm. be because I'm filling them too full. Okay. (laughs) When the bag goes into the washer looking like a beach ball, that's probably too full.
1: Yes. And I
0: shouldn't be surprised that the ones in the middle aren't washing. But anyway, the laundry bag, as a laundry bag, I'm still fine tuning. I'm still, jury's out whether I like it or not. But there are a lot of other uses that I think are, some of them are funny And some of them are really practical, Hmm. and I think there's a lot of value to them. So, that's what we're going to focus on. So, mesh laundry bags. I'm assuming everybody knows what those are?
1: They're like the small, like... Either they've got a zipper or like a drawstring, I think I've seen some of them yep. with, but you throw them in the washer yep. and it just keeps things like socks together. or like
0: Underpants.
1: Delicates that you don't want mixed in or getting caught around the agitator. Yeah, I
0: hate it when my underpants mix with other people's stuff. <laughs> Mine should be separate. Goes in its own bag, packed tight like a beach ball, oh, <laughs> and then the ones gosh. in the middle are never clean. Gross. Yeah, No, 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 no. We're going to move on. Yes, that's the concept, though. Yes. Mesh laundry bags. Now let's talk about some other, you know, maybe slightly like off the reservation yeah. uses. First one would be basically right on the reservation using them for baby stuff. Baby okay, stuff sure. is little. Yeah. Little socks, little all of tiny that. Tiny
1: little socks. Because
0: ah, they're tiny little yeah. people. And you can throw those into the little mesh bag, wash them that way. Okay. There I like you go. that idea. That's an easy one. How about... Baby-related gear, like little pacifiers and all of those things, the bottle parts and all of those things. Can you just
1: throw them in the washer?
0: Do You throw them in the dishwasher.
1: Oh, okay. In the bag.
0: Most of those are dishwasher safe, and if you put them in the dishwasher, they'll fall through the racks. They're all little, so you can can collect them all into one of these little mesh bags and sanitize them that way. That's pretty smart, too. Make sure that they're dishwasher safe. That's important. Yes, that's key. Socks of all shapes and sizes, we've talked about that already. I've had minimal success with that, but maybe you can nail it. <laughs> Here's where it starts to get a little fun. Beach toys, all right? Yes. Now, you can get big mesh laundry bags, you know, right. the ones with the, the drawstrings. I've got a couple of those. All the beach toys from the kids, I hated it. They would bring all this stuff to the beach. They bring it back at sandy Sandy's all get out. Mm-hmm. Bring that. That's what you carry them in. So they play with them on the beach, put them in the little mesh bag when you're ready to go, Walk it out into the water,
1: oh, dip rinse it, it into all the water, yeah. rinse all the
0: sand off right there while they're packed up and ready to go. That's pretty and You smart. can haul them out to the car. That's a good hack. I think that's pretty smart.
1: I mean, bath toys would be very similar, right? Very
0: similar. Hang them on the little yeah. shower with a little nozzle.
1: Yeah, I knew what you meant.
0: Yeah, well, not everybody. The shower. Did. Head. I make a lot of motions with my hands, and you can't see that on the radio. That's
1: true. Maybe. So, We don't translate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The shower head would be great. Big toys or puzzles. Things with lots of pieces. Mm, Like
1: Legos or something. Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. Stuff
0: like that. All of those are great hacks. There are more. I don't have time to go into more of them. We're going to put the link in the show notes so you can check out the rest. If you've got great hacks for your mesh laundry bags.
1: Yeah, email us us at Radio at Repcolite.
0: Exactly. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about that really fun humidifier. The smart. Oh, it's smart, it's fun, and it's next. Stay tuned. Well, Haley, I don't know if you know this, but Hansen's
1: disease? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Leprosy. Did you know that?
1: I did not.
0: Yeah. That's something my dad was very proud to tell us all years back. I remember when I was little and first hearing that we had a disease named after us. Little bummed that it was leprosy.
1: Wow. But anyway,
0: I have a reason for that. Wow. You're listening to the Repco Home Improvement (laughs) Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore, who's always happy to affix their name as a sponsor to our show. Anyway, I'm Dan Hansen.
1: I'm Haley Johnson.
0: And we're here talking about, well, I started talking about Hanson's disease, leprosy. And I have a so tongue-in-cheek terrible. reason for bringing this up. I thought we had it. What? It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I know. No. Bloody noses, chapped lips, you know, all kinds of skin problems. I thought either it's leprosy Or maybe we need to get a humidifier. Since I am always calm, cool, and collected Mm -hmm. in my thinking, I opted to get the humidifier first, (laughs) and turns out that's what it was. So, breathe a sigh of relief. No, humidifiers. They do a huge service to our homes.
1: Oh, yeah. I think they're highly underrated. I... Got a humidifier in my bedroom a couple years ago because mm-hmm. I deal with a lot of eczema and dry skin. So does my not husband. Not leprosy. Not leprosy. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> and yeah, a humidifier has really helped a lot. Yeah,
0: it licked that problem too. Licked well, that's probably... that's. Well, figuratively, I guess, in a way. I mean, kind of. It's almost like saliva. (laughs) Anyway, if you're not aware and you don't have a humidifier, there are some things you should realize that, you know, if you're waking up with a sore, itchy throat Mm -hmm. every morning. Dry eyes. Dry eyes, coughing, bloody noses, static. You know, you get out of your chair, you slide across the room to change the channel. Nobody does that anymore because we've got remote controls. But if you go off, you know, to get a snack, that's more likely. And you touch the cupboard door and you get a pop. Yep. It's probably because the air is too dry. A My humidifier... cat burger
1: always gets shocked in the living room because we don't have a humidifier in that room. And we've got big, you know, it's an old house. We've got sure. these giant vents blasting hot air. <laughs> and every time I get up to like pet the cat, he gets a shock during the winter. It's Does he crazy. feel it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He has to. He's getting trained not to get pet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. I like that. Anyway. Well, I don't like that. I don't no, endorse that. No.
1: Don't endorse shocking. No, cats. not at all.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> get a humidifier. Anyway, there's so many things that we, it that it will solve or can solve. Yes. One of those things is even guitar problems. And that's well, honestly what got yeah. me down this whole trail in the first place, and we'll get to that. But let's talk about a few of the things that humidifiers will help. Right. And then I made a purchase. And it's been working out so well, I want to brag about it, but kind of, you know, give you a, maybe a review, a mini-review, yeah, I would a recommendation say a mini review. about a system that I've got that's working so well. So let's talk about some of the things that humidifiers will do. Here's a really fun one right off the bat. Since we started talking about diseases, okay, good. let's mm-hmm. talk about more diseases. Bacteria and viruses cannot travel as well in moist air. So think about that. that's That's very interesting. Really interesting. There's a study from 2013, and it turns out that increasing humidity levels to 43% or higher Mm -hmm. will substantially minimize the capability of airborne viruses to cause illness. Well, I guess that
1: makes sense. I mean, they sell, like, those Vicks Vapor humidifiers when you're sick. You're supposed to, like, put one of those in your room.
0: Yeah, I thought it was just to help you breathe, but... Who yeah, knows I mean, what exactly it's doing? But for the numbers people, because there right. are numbers people out there, even on a Saturday morning, they want to know the statistics. Yes. Give me the stats. Tell me
1: the numbers, Dan. Well, I can.
0: So over a span of 60 minutes in this test, that's the time they were running okay. these particular tests, a virus was between 70 and 77 percent effective in environments – of less than 23% humidity. Oh, wow. So if the relative humidity in the room was less than 23%, the virus was 70 to 77% effective. Now, in the same rooms for the same time frame when the relative humidity was bumped up to 43% or higher... The virus was only between 14 and 22% effective. Jeez, so, what a, a
1: difference. Huge difference. That's kind of crazy. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, it's all about. Forget spreading. washing your hands.
1: Just get a humidifier.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> it all spreads in the air Joke. and the yuck can't spread quickly that way. Yeah.
1: No, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, I wouldn't anyway. have thought it would be such a dramatic difference. 77 to 14.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's huge. You heard it here on the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. And we're believing an article that we read online. Yes, thank you, Dan. If 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 we're wrong, that's not my fault. All right. Another thing it will do, moisturize dry skin. So before you rush off to the leper doctors. The (laughs)
1: leper doctors?
0: Consider. a
1: dermatologist or something. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know how it works anymore. My real only familiarity with leprosy is from Bible stories. So I'm not really sure how it plays out in the modern world. Anyway. Dry air sucks all the moisture out of our skin. Just pull it together, Haley. We're professionals here. And it (laughs) leads to chapped lips and dry, flaking skin, even premature aging. Well, that's... Nobody mm, wants that.
1: For the vein?
0: Yeah. I want to stay young and...
1: Supple. Shiny, supple.
0: (laughs) My skin is smooth like a baby's bottom. And it's because I've got a humidifier. Humidifiers will help with that. Well, even like
1: bloody noses too. Like that's something that I deal with during the wintertime is like just breathing through my nose at night and then waking up with.
0: That's why I mouth breathe. Oh, okay. Your mouth breather? (laughs) It's going to help me with that too. You'll sleep better if you've got a humidifier and you're going to feel better. So if you do sleep with your mouth open. Mm. And honestly, I do want to talk about this. I'm not going to get into it now, but no, we'll I ran into
1: that an article assignment.
0: about taping your mouth shut.
1: People are doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sleeping. People have wanted to tape my mouth shut during the waking hours. Nobody suggested oh, that I do that gosh. while I'm sleeping. <laughs> We're going to talk about if that's a good idea or not. Um, spoiler, it's not. But we'll get to that later. But if you do sleep with your mouth open yeah. on accident, this it just help. happens. It can help. And it will not just get you better sleep, but it makes you feel better. Your throat isn't always scratchy all exactly. day long. All of that is good. It protects furniture. You yeah. Know, furn- I mean,
1: wood getting dried out. Yep. It starts cracking. Definitely. glue comes apart.
0: And I mean, guitars. Yeah. And that's what got me started on this whole thing. We've got guitars that I've been noticing. I'm really struggling to keep them in tune and stuff like that. I start doing a little digging. I had already known some of this. Sure. But... You know, I hadn't dug into it as deeply well, as I should have. Well, and you
1: just got have. a really expensive guitar, so for now me, you care. For
0: <laughs> me, it was very expensive. It's not expensive for a lot of people, but for me, I was really pushing it, and yeah, it scared me. All the things I need to do. There's all kinds of stuff that can go wrong. The, right. The wood can crack. Glue joints can separate. It can be a nightmare to fix. All of that. So you've got to get a humidifier for the guitar. Now, guitars have all these little, they're like little personal humidifiers, They'll mm-hmm. fit in mm-hmm. there and you can use those that way. And I'm sure those work just fine. Yeah. The people at the stores that I was talking to recommended just skip those and go straight to a regular room dehumidifier if you've got a space that you're using for your guitars, sure. which we do. So anyway, all of those reasons, you know, the, the potential leprosy and having the diseases. good guitars, the diseases. The we skin
1: dryness. We
0: wanted a humidifier. So my family... Dug into it and we bought one and put it in. And I've had a ton of great fun with this. I mean, as much fun as you can have with a humidifier. Yeah, I've I've got a little
1: bit of like humidifier envy, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. because I've got a humidifier, but it is not like yours.
0: Well, I'm gonna give you all the info you need. Now, if you're gonna be jumping into getting a humidifier, you've got one, but maybe other people are thinking that, you know, I wanna solve some of these problems and jump in. I've got a recommendation. I'm going to first give you some basic things to keep in mind. First off, you got to make sure that what you're buying is big enough for the room that you've got.
1: Yeah, that's crucial.
0: All of them will tell you how big a space they're covering. Of course, pretty basic. Make sure you do that. Consider how it's filled. This is another thing to think about. Mm -hmm. I had one that was bottom filled.
1: Yeah. Nothing that's bottom filled is great.
0: (laughs) Not a big take fan the tank of that.
1: Off and fill it. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: it was messy because it would always mm-hmm. drip all the way back. The one I have now is top filled. So I just have to haul a little pitcher in there and pour it. I like that a lot better. Think about how well it breaks apart for cleaning because you do have to clean these. Right.
1: Or like change the filter. That's important.
0: Definitely look into that and then read reviews. You know, there's a lot of reviews out there that will help you figure out what you need. Now, for me, I ended up buying a Gove, Govee, G-O-V-E-E, Govee, V smart. Wi-Fi humidifier. And then I bought also a Govee smart hygrometer. Now, a hygrometer mm. is just something that's going to measure right. the temperature, and then it also humidity. measures primarily humidity, right? I did a fair amount of research, and these two for my space seemed like the best bet. The whole expense, putting both together, was about yeah. 70 bucks, so not bad.
1: Okay, not bad if you're buying two separate things like right.
0: that. Right. Now, it is for a smaller room. You know, the one that I bought will cover about 160 square foot. Okay. That was the room that I had. And I think the humidifier itself was 60 The hygrometer was another $10. bucks. All right. Not terrible. Anyway, I got them because they can be paired. Now, it's very interesting, and it's something that's a little bit – you wouldn't expect it. I expected that when I buy one, I could set – a smart one. Right. I could set a certain humidity, and it will just maintain that, like right. a furnace exactly. maintains. It turns out a lot of them don't do that. Wow. If they've got the hygrometer built into it, it will achieve a certain – uh, humidity, sure. but sometimes you got to turn it on to do that. It will maybe automatically turn itself off, but okay, you've so got to automate. You've got to. <laughs> it's not the smartest. It's kind of smart, but not brilliant. Right. Now, when I bought these two, they pair together, and now I can do exactly what I wanted. I set a target humidity, right, and it will turn itself on and turn itself off. And
1: it just maintains that level that you want. It
0: maintains it, you know, right yeah. within about a two percent up or down, plus or minus kind of a range.
1: I mean, that seems like what you want. If we talked about, you know, that ideal humidity being around 43 percent, how do I know (laughs) what I've got going on? Right. And how do I maintain that? Right. This does it all for you.
0: Right. Now, like I said, a lot of them will tell you what it's at, you know, because they've got built in hygrometers and uh, it will sense where it's at. But But it doesn't turn itself on and it doesn't turn itself off necessarily. Built
1: in, too. I mean, does it give you a different or inaccurate reading because it's directly next to where the water is coming out of the machine?
0: That's the other thing I liked about this system is that I can put the hygrometer on the other side of the room. Yeah. So it's measuring the air over there. Right. Not at the machine itself where it's kicking out the moisture. It seems like I'm going to get a better reading. I've been going for about three weeks now with this. And, yeah, for three weeks that uh, humidity level in the room has been rock steady at what i wanted it to be at when i started i think the room humidity was around 17 percent okay so yes my guitars
1: hopefully they've survived
0: (laughs) but i think we're good to go now i'll put links in the show notes for the model that i bought if you want to check that out again you got to make sure you're getting the right size for your room all of those things do your research find what's right for you but it's really worked out well The bigger point overall is just if you're struggling with any of the things we talked about earlier.
1: Yeah, especially this time of year. I mean, I think everyone deals with some of those things to some extent.
0: Yeah. A humidifier might solve those problems. Check it out. Now, All right. We're going to take a break. And for the Detroit listeners, we're going to be playing a Repco Light Rewind. So you're going to want to hang around for that. For the Grand Rapids listeners, you get news and all the stuff that happens on the bottom of the hour. So everybody's going to be excited. (laughs) It's all great stuff coming up. And then when we're back, we'll be talking about how to choose bold colors without burning your eyes out. Yes. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Well, Haley, when I think about myself and try to describe myself to myself... (laughs) I <laughs>
1: is this something really, you practice often?
0: Well, sometimes, yes. You know, And I think of all the adjectives that I could use, mm. bold is really high up on the list, don't you think? You know me a little bit. Am I one of those bold leaders of people? Uh, we know I'm not, aren't, don't we? I think
1: uh, I would call <laughs> you eccentric. Yes, I'm
0: eccentric. <laughs> I'd love to think of myself as Bold. But that's not the case. You're listening to the RepColite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm your bold host, <laughs> Dan Hanson.
1: <laughs> I and Haley's I supposed over there. To have a word.
0: You're supposed to say your name.
1: Well, I'm Haley Johnson. And
0: there's Haley Johnson. Yes. Here we are, bold. That's that's. I had a point for all of that, Haley. You derailed me when you didn't jump in with your name. Anyway, I'm not I feel terribly. Like I
1: should have something like now. I want an adjective. Oh, you want an adjective. My name.
0: <laughs> Maybe if pro- you're
1: bold, Dan Hansen, who am I?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You're slow to respond. I'll Fair give enough. you that. Yeah. But anyway, bold. I had a point with that. Yes. You know when I think about. Decisions I make, I I know the running joke amongst my friends is that very few of them are bold. Mm. You know, I just don't jump into things like that. I'm very cautious. I like to think things through. I read a lot of reviews when I make an Amazon purchase. (laughs) But something that I have been bold in and and it's burned me Mm. in the past is color choices. Mm. You know, I work with paint, so I figure I'm going to just jump right in, make some big choices. Well, you're not
1: afraid to make mistakes because... I you know I've, that you can paint over that. <laughs> and I know that I've made
0: so many mistakes that yes, I you yep. get used to making mistakes after a while and you kind of miss it when you get things right every single time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not afraid of mistakes. I've jumped into bold colors and I've always thought this is going to just be perfect. I've seen pictures, I've seen all of this mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't work. You had a really interesting Experience with a friend of yours. She actually made the show last week. I
1: feel a little bad, like I'm picking on Amber.
0: (laughs) Well, trust me, after last week's talk about how she stained the couch with chocolate that Mm -hmm. she melted, this is way easier than that. But talk about Amber. She's doing some repainting.
1: Yes, she is painting her house right now, and it's very exciting for her. This is the first time that she's had the ability to put colors on the wall that she has picked, right? She's always lived in rentals, and so they've always been like builder beige. Mm -hmm. And this is a very creative person. She's an art teacher. You know, she makes her own art, and she uses a lot of color.
0: Now, you wanted an adjective at the very beginning of the show. (laughs) Maybe we could say Haley is giving Hmm. and kind because Amber is doing this because of a kind of a yes. unique Christmas present from you.
1: Well, I knew that she's been really wanting to paint and it's just not in the budget right now and so I thought I'm going to give her paint for Christmas because it's it's hard to live in a space that you can't fully make your own yeah. and I really appreciate the value of that, you know. I'm a person that's been lucky enough to live in a lot of spaces where I have been able to paint and I know the effect it has on my mood. It's you know, it sounds a little dramatic but
0: (laughs) no no well i think it's really interesting because we're going to get to the bigger point and that's decorating with color and how do you do it but it's something we talk about pretty much every christmas you know give the gift of paint and it is a good idea i know that deep down but now you've literally done it and it's she actually called it her
1: the best christmas present Ever. Yeah. Like the best possible present she could have ever gotten. Because
0: paint color has so much of an effect on how we feel yes. in our spaces. And we spend so much time in our spaces. Right.
1: And I think that we spend so much more time in our spaces when we like them. We
0: certainly spend happier time <laughs> yes. when we like them. So anyway, Amber's got this great big gift of paint from Haley, mm-hmm. the all-giving, all-kind <laughs> Haley. And Amber kind of reached out to you for some color help. And I know how this kind of went, but walk the listeners through it, because I'm sure there are people out there who are going to really resonate with this experience.
1: Well, last time, I think we talked about how I have done color consulting in the past, Mm -hmm. right? And I helped my friend Ginger last time pick out some colors for a new build. And I was a little hesitant to help Amber pick colors. How come? (laughs) Because she's also an artist and she works with color and she's got a very specific vision for her space. She has always picked very playful decor to begin with Mm -hmm. and her art is, I would say, bold. Okay. Like in color choice. Like Dan bold? (laughs)
0: Like bold like I am? Maybe
1: not like you bold because that's hard to match. It
0: is. Yeah. It is. It's a standard that's pretty high.
1: Exactly. But it's still
0: pretty bold. So Amber's doing pretty good.
1: She's just... Yeah, it's very playful colors. Like she described like Nickelodeon. Like sure. think of Nickelodeon colors. That's what I want. Like P- Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> like,
0: and that's what she wanted just, in her home. Yes. I would never ever have taken the phrase Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with my height being what it is. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. I'd never live that down. Nope, but anyway, not. she's thinking she wants something really fun, exciting, yes. playful. And
1: she's been looking at pictures, you know, on Instagram and Pinterest and getting ideas. And she's... Seeing these really bold, bright colors work, you know, well, she's... in quotations, in these spaces. Well,
0: right. And I know part of that is she even referenced the Benjamin Moore Colors of the Year. Right. That whole palette.
1: It's very bold. Um, very bright colors. I think a lot of people are really surprised when they saw the 2023 color palette. Mm-hmm. It is quite the... I don't know.
0: It's a step outside yeah. of the, the norms. That's for sure. Because yeah. normally there's one or two colors that kind of can take the spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that they're bold right. and they're strong and all of that. This one, man, everything feels like it's pushing the boundaries. Not quite everything, but there's a lot of yeah, color that's pushing everything. the boundaries. Yeah. Okay,
1: because you're right in that mostly the other you know, color of the year palettes have been like one strong color and then there's a lot of supporting actors, right? Right. They're just kind of like in the background and they're making this other color look really nice. Yeah.
0: There's a, a Dan color. Right. And then there's all the little Haley's exactly. that kind of just fill in the gaps behind mm-hmm. the full on star. <laughs> but this time the whole palette is Dan.
1: Yes. All dance. That's yeah, it's a lot.
0: Pretty tough to take, That's a lot. right? <laughs> so we saw that color palette come out, and that came out in October right. last last October, right. and we weren't big fans. Now we we spent some time. We'll put a link in the show notes right. to the the segment where we talked about it. And there are some takeaways. And it's, you know, one of the takeaways is that it really challenges you to step outside of your comfort zone.
1: Mm -hmm. We're
0: not saying step out necessarily into those colors that are in that palette, (laughs) but you can work with them. Yeah. Well, Amber saw that. Right. And I know that because you you and her went back and forth a little bit, but she had seen pictures Mm -hmm. where these bold colors worked. And she even used that as an excuse or an example. An
1: example. To
0: push herself yeah. into these she said it looks great here right why won't it be great in my space
1: yeah and i think this is the trick of color um it's hard to explain to people because it it's not like anything else that we experience in life really uh when we see colors on a phone picture or a magazine wherever we're seeing it and it's just a picture it's a small that's a very small scale image that mm-hmm. we're seeing and it can look really nice as an image, just like a piece of art with really vibrant, bright colors can look beautiful as a piece of art mm-hmm. that's just contained into this frame, right? Sure. Experiencing those colors is a completely different thing. Living in them, you know, it's like, appreci- I appreciate the sun,
0: <laughs> but yeah. I don't
1: want to live on the surface of it, I right?
0: think, Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think people can appreciate our podcast and our radio show. <laughs> But spending twenty four hours a day with me, sure. You spend a lot more time with me.
1: Yeah. I'm high and I energy. You need breaks.
0: <laughs> yeah. You <I> need breaks, <laughs> definitely. You can't have all day and all the time. Nobody That's why that's why God invented sleep, yes. literally for me. So I'd get a break from it as well. But anyway, that that makes a lot of sense, but it is so tough to understand
1: that. Right. And it's especially tough because it's not something that we do in our daily lives very often. You know, pick think, colors, right? Okay. Exactly, and then make them big, right? <laughs> Maybe we pick a crayon color or a marker or a paint color for a small, you know, contained space. But picking a color and then making it as large as a room is not something that we experience very often. So
0: let's talk about what Amber did. Yeah. Now we're at about ten minutes, so I don't know how much. Further, you want to go with this? Do you want to take Maybe a break?
1: Catch it on the other side. All right,
0: let's quick set. Yeah, I guess let's do that right now. Let's yeah. take a break right now. And then when we come back, we'll set up what Amber did, what she chose. Yep. And then Haley's got some ideas for how you can get bold colors, right. but without burning your eyes out of your head. <laughs> yes. So I'm kind of tipping their hand. <laughs> Amber, Amber went a little far. <laughs> But she's back now. Yeah. Anyway, we'll take a break and we'll be back with the Repcolite Home Improvement Show in just a minute. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: I'm Haley Johnson. And I'm telling another story about my friend Amber. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a nicer story, though. And yes. if you don't listen every week, you have no idea what we're talking about, but um, just to be polite and mm-hmm. let everybody in on the the inside joke. Last week we talked about a steamer that yes. Haley has that cleaned out a couch, a white fabric couch right. that Amber, Amber was visiting and she brought a little handful of Andy's mints with her and forgot that she had them, melted them on the couch. She yeah. got up from the couch mm-hmm. and looked at all Revealed the melted chocolate. The yeah. melted chocolate. <laughs> Haley had some very colorful explanations for how mm-hmm. she
1: described and what
0: it looked like but anyway it was all cleaned up the steamer was great and saved the day and we've got links in last week's show notes if you want to check out that steamer in case you have people who come over and like Andy's mints as well. (laughs) Anyway, that's what we're talking about. So Amber was the star of that episode last week. Right now we're talking about some color choices that Amber made. Right. Painting, I think, a dining room to start with. She
1: started with the dining room. And let's just get to the colors that she picked.
0: She wanted to go bold. She
1: wanted to go bold. You know, she likes very playful color palettes, Mm -hmm. right? I described her as an art teacher. She's an artist. She uses a lot of color in her own work. Sure. Now, keep in mind, her work is small, right? We're looking at small-scale things Mm -hmm. normally, and that looks great on that scale. You're sucking
0: up because you feel bad about last week. I feel bad.
1: I feel bad.
0: Amber's cool with it. She's going to roll with it.
1: (laughs) The colors she picked for the room are colors that she would have picked for her art. What were they? Really bright pink, like a bubblegum pink.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then like a... I mean, a bright orange, really.
0: See, I don't have any connection to Amber. I've met her, and I like Amber. Yes. But- yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough color combination to put together. I get it, though. I appreciate it that people want to push boundaries. Mm-hmm. I started last segment talking about how I've pushed boundaries. I went with lime greens when that was really important sure. or yep, popular. Totally Not did that important. when I was
1: sixteen.
0: Yeah, I was much <laughs> older than that and should have been wiser. So I completely get it. But yeah. Amber went with those colors, and yeah. I know that you initially pushed back a little bit because she was seeking your input. And I know Amber countered with, well, I've seen all these colors in Benjamin Moore's color of the year palette.
1: And this is color what the I want. You know, she right. wanted something that was bolder because she also- I should
0: clarify. Hold on. I said yeah. that she saw all those colors in the oh, palette. Yep. That's not accurate. She didn't see those exact colors in the palette. <laughs> right. She saw bold colors being used in the palette. Yeah. And it it kind of gave her the, the strength or the comfort, yeah. the courage to so jump in. But the problem with seeing it in pictures is what we talked about last mm-hmm. time is in a picture it's small scale When you see it in a room, you're immersed in it. It's large scale and colors really get overpowering fast.
1: They change dramatically. And it's hard to really understand unless you've experienced that for yourself, I think, sometimes. And it can be hard when you're Amber coming into the store and you have this idea of what you want and you pick these bold colors and someone tells you, "Ah, you might want to step it down a notch. Because you think that you have this vision of what Mm -hmm. that's going to look like. And unfortunately, our brains are just not the best at translating from color chip to entire room.
0: There's so many things going on. Uh, When I worked in the store, um, I would have a lot of people come in. And I remember yellow. Yellow was Mm -hmm. really big back then and they would pick out yellows and you know think about a color chip everybody at home think about a color chip and the typical color chips will have a lighter version of the right. color on the top and it works its way down to a really dark version Right. so people would pick that middle yellow
1: mm-hmm. i remember that
0: and i w- i would have that conversation that is really going to be strong it's like, like a know,
1: lemon yellow it's at really
0: that point. really bright yeah. you know there's a lot of power with yellow and once you see it on your walls it's really going to be strong no 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 i want it to be strong And I'll I'll point at a lighter yellow, you know, one of the ones Mm -hmm. high up on the chip, one of the first ones. No, I don't want that. That's an off-white. Well, finally, I would start getting those chips, and I would hold them against printer paper, you know, white printer paper. And instantly, people would realize that that... Top color, which they think of because right, when we look at a in chip. in
1: comparison to the other yellows on the chip, it does look like an off-white. Seems
0: like an off-white, right. right. When you see it against yellow or against a white paper, yeah. you realize how much color is already in that top part yes. of the chip. So that throws people off. Yeah. And yeah, it's just the whole thing. We're not used to making some of those choices. When you're choosing a tan and you end up with a darker tan versus a lighter tan, it's not the end of the world.
1: Right. Exactly. Like that's not such a dramatic mistake. But going with bright colors like the pink and the orange and taking that to its limit, you know, she basically needed to wear sunglasses when she entered the room after painting this. It was really intense. <laughs> right.
0: So now we've, we've set up the problem and the problem, you know, I, I think everybody's experienced it or at least can now envision what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How do you avoid it? And... How do you avoid it without going to just neutrals and being safe all the time? How do you still push the boundaries? How do you use some of the Benjamin Moore colors from the color of the year or something like that and not end up having to repaint 16 times?
1: Well, I think always trying to – even if you're looking for, you know, I want color, starting with a palette like the historic collection, those colors are going to look super dull to you (laughs) in comparison to some of the other Benjamin Moore color palettes like Mm -hmm. the color preview, which has been – Having a big push right now because it does contain a lot of those really bright, bold colors. But I would say start with something muted and work your way up from there.
0: So the historic palettes, those are going to be more muted. Exactly.
1: They're going to have more gray. They're going to be toned down. And they work in almost every space because they've been designed from someone's eye, not from a computer. This isn't an algorithm that created the color literal eyes from a human made this color and they made it to scale well to do its job well and that's not the case for every color so starting with one of those designer palettes like the historic collection like the affinity collection is a great place to start and then you can kind of move more colorful from there. But that's a great starting point. So
0: they're going to find plenty of color in those. It's just going to be a little more muted, and it's gauged or made to scale. You can find those at any RepcoLite location. You can find them online. All of that. BenjaminMoore.com, you can find those palettes right there that way. So start with that. Anything else that you've got for people? (laughs) Sample. We talk about that all the time, but I know with bold colors, you're, you're pushing it a little further than the normal sampling. Right. Let's talk about normal sampling quickly, and then... Show the difference with some of these colors. I think
1: normal sampling, people paint, you know, like a two by two foot square on the wall and call it good.
0: Right. You can buy Benjamin Moore color half sample or half pint pint samples. They're not half samples. (laughs) It's a full sample in a half pint. So I think they're right around five bucks, something like that. A really inexpensive way to get the color, brush it on the wall and take a look at it. Mm -hmm. And like Haley's saying, you're doing like a two by two square. Yep. Getting a nice view of it that way. When we're talking about some of these bolder colors,
1: I would say paint an entire wall if you can. You know, or as big as you can possibly go with that half pint sample and still doing two coats because the other thing with these bright colors is that they're going to need more coats than something that is more muted. They don't have as many of the nice Um, natural pigments in them that hide really well. They're going to use synthetic pigments, and those are not going to hide as well. You're probably going to do more coats of paint than you really want to do. But that's what it takes to get those bright colors.
0: Right. Now, I think there's going to be a number of people thinking right now, well, okay, so I'm going to brush all these bright colors on my wall. I'm going to do a whole wall, Mm -hmm. two coats. What if I hate it and I've got to cover over it? Isn't that tough to do? Well, if you're just going to buy it straight without sampling it, you're yes. still going to be painting over it exactly. if you don't like it. So it's really at that point, it's, it's still a win. A $5 investment
1: is going to sit. You might be investing more time into the process, but I promise you the time is well spent.
0: I think an in-between step before you're brushing the samples out and after you've checked some of these more muted palettes mm-hmm. is to really have a full-on conversation with people in a store. At right. RepcoLite, we've got color experts in yeah. the stores who really will give you some straight-up advice and you know expert opinions based on what we've seen, not just what we know, right. but what we've seen, where right. people take similar colors home and they come back. We see it all the time. That was really, you know, I mentioned the yellow conversations I'd have with mm-hmm. customers. A lot of those were based on the fact that I've had other conversations with other customers with the same types of yellows, where the next day I'm selling them, a lighter version or white paint so they can mix it together. Exactly. People will give you some really straight-up advice when you come to a paint store that really spends a a, a lot of energy and focus on being a good color store like the Repco Light stores will. So stop out, listen to that advice. That will help you. Absolutely. Then do that sampling. You got about a minute. Anything else?
1: I I really want to harp on the sampling, I guess. Okay. As big as you can go because what our eyes aren't able to do is just focus on that color when it's small and it's surrounded by other things. So painting that two by two square on the wall isn't really enough to give our eyes the ability to experience that color. And it's because it's averaging all of the other colors in the room at that point still. And it's changing our literal perception of that color. So you're not actually seeing it for what it is until you're able to get it large enough to block out all the other colors in the room.
0: Right. Think of people in the Titanic. They love their glass of water, but being surrounded by water, (laughs) completely different. Anyway, on that note, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this episode again, you can find it online at repcolight.com. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.